0: Watch your favorite ESPN Syracuse Sports Talk shows on (laughs) QSportsTalk.com. This is On the Block with Brent Axe. To have you here on the block, ESPN Radio Sports Talk dot uh, Always a pleasure on Tuesdays. Thanks to our friends at Bill Rap Superstore and Wegmans to check in with the head coach of your Syracuse women's basketball team, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Coach Jack is back. How are you, Coach? I'm oh, fantastic. How are you? I am great. Sorry, we're a little late today. That's, you know, oh, no. that's what I tell these guys. Look, when you have coaches on, you can't be late. Tom Coughlin rule, right? Ten minutes early is on time, so we apologize for that. But we're here. We're ready to go. Hey, that's a blessing. You said a great name from the past, Coach Coughlin. What an incredible coach he was. Oh, absolutely. And uh, he came <laughs> back a couple years ago for, there was a, uh, we, we did a little uh, interview session, Coach. We had Coach Coughlin, and uh, God rest his soul, we had the great Floyd Little, and we had Larry Zonka, and it was just like a Syracuse football history lesson. And just to listen to those guys tell stories about the past, I, I I'll never forget that. That was incredible. I'd love to be able to fly on the wall for that, that's oh, for
1: sure. Great, great stuff.
0: <laughs> are you a football fan, Coach? I know we've brought up the Bills a little bit. you got some players on the team that are in, in the, the Bills from Buffalo, and we're rooting for the Bills, of course. But uh, how into football do you get? Not much. You know, I'm a, I'm a fan of our Syracuse football team. I'm a fan of the Bills, but that's
1: the extent of it. My, my husband's a Dallas Cowboys diehard oh. fan, and uh, – it's just, it's out of control. I so wherever he <laughs> is in our house or I'm in the, in the next floor.
0: <laughs> well, he's happy today, right? Uh, I'm sure he was yes, into yes, it last he night. Is. Yeah. Well, can... I get to pick out what we're going to have for dinner for tonight because the Cowboys won. There you go. Fantastic. <laughs> we like to hear it. Uh, let's go back to Sunday coach. What are some final thoughts on uh, facing a good Notre Dame team and, and the lessons that come from that matchup?
1: Excellent. Excellent. Notre Dame team. I thought we played them well for 30 minutes and, um, that says that we've we definitely made some strong steps uh, into growing together and, and getting in a foxhole as a unit. Uh, you know what? In the, the fourth quarter, they they put a zone on us, and mm. we, we we didn't we didn't handle it well. We took some outlandish shots, and our, we lost our pace. Our pace became extremely too fast, and it was, the ball got ahead of us a little bit. So we learned some lessons. Well, I'm really proud of the fact that you know they they know our team knows we can we can play with anybody. You're playing with an incredibly great team, who I think is an elite eight team, is not, you know, the Final Four. Uh, we stuck with them, and um, for 30 minutes, we just got to find 10 more minutes.
0: Coach, uh, I read a great piece about uh, Dariana Lewis, and she leans into not only rebounding, but you know the the god of rebounding. And every time you say that name, someone is going to say Dennis Rodman, right? Like that's the name yeah. you think of. She actually mm-hmm. like really leans into that. She watches Dennis Rodman videos. I think she models her game a little bit after Dennis Rodman. And if you got a player on your team that embraces rebounding like that, I mean, I know you guys teach it and talk about it in practice, but there's certain things you can't coach and you can't teach. And if you've got a player with a desire like that, I mean, you just got to take that and run with it, right?
1: Absolutely. You know, he's a great rebounder. I don't like to compare myself to anybody that's that's not what kind of young women I'm trying to raise here. You know, you're going to be the best version of yourself. We can, we can um, uh, you know, admire, but you, you don't want to be like anybody. You want to be like the best version of yourself. And I think that she's an incredible um, player. She's only been playing the game for six years. And for her to have risen to the level of, uh, of incredible rebounding powers that she has, says a lot about her desire, about her story that she's trying to tell, and a lot about her upside. Her upside is
0: ridiculous. That must be a fascinating player to coach. And we hear about this when maybe you get international players. Jesse Edwards on the men's team, for example. You get a lot of kids that, you know, they're playing in Europe and they're soccer players, but then they grow to be like six foot 10. And people are like, you know, you should really play basketball, right? So <laughs> those projects, getting players that are, are later in the game like that. What's it like to coach a player that, you know, just six years in has the talent, but is still, you're always learning, right? But you're still, you know, teaching a lot of the fundamentals of the game, even at a high level. How do you balance that out?
1: Well, this is what I do. It's what I love. It's what it drives me to wake up in the morning and come to the office, is the ability to teach somebody that want to learn. You can't just get kids that, you know, don't have a lot of experience and and, and choose not to want to be a sponge. Uh, She's a ferocious learner, a brilliant young lady, 3.9 overall GPA, got a degree already in microbiology. So, I mean, she's incredible sponge and wants to be the best version of herself. And um, it's easy to coach her because she wants to be a part of it. We were in office with her today for about 45 minutes and just – you know, watching film. She, went, she walked in the office and said, what are you guys doing? And we watching film, and we put some film on, and she wanted to stay here with us. So the kid that want to get better is the kid I want to be in the gym with, and it's the reason why I've been doing it for 34 years.
0: Coach, you've played seven ACC games now. You've been on the road. You've been in that rhythm, short turnarounds, and, and all those things that you want to prepare a team for, but they just kind of have to experience. Now that you're getting yeah. in the thick of it, what do you think the lessons are? Uh, from that and playing a tight competition like that, you know, on a regular basis?
1: Every day they, they get more and more surprised that they're just like us. They, there's mm-hmm. nothing extremely different other than the fact that they, they've they been together maybe longer than us. They, they're a different city. Um, you know, the ball is round. The rim is still 94. Uh, the court is still 94 feet. You know, uh, only five people on their side just like us. You know, we gotta respect everybody that we play and we really give it uh, the utmost respect but to fear of anybody. That's never been our, our, our thought process. And you know, no matter what you say, if you haven't been in those arenas you have not been to the Yellow Jacket Arena um yet where um uh the Georgia Tech plays. So we gotta experience the fact that it's new to us there. But when the ball goes in the air, it's still five, we got five, they got we got three officials, they got three officials. And um, we've got to play the game. And um, and that's what we're trying to uh, share with the young people. This is a microcosm of life, right? When, yeah, you were a new team, and we brought in all mid-majors, and so they, the the, the, build, the buildings are bigger and, and, and more pretty probably than some of the mid-major places we've been. But at the end of the day, it's five versus five.
0: That's my favorite scene from Hoosiers, Coach, when they go and measure the hoop when they get to the, the state championship game, right, and they're all and they're yeah, yeah. by the big arena, and he puts them on his <laughs> shoulders. And he's like, yep, 10 feet, right? I always love those those cool moments in, in, in movies like that.
1: It's hey, so funny. You mentioned that. Um, my son grew up with the producer of Hoosiers. And, um, really? And so he hung out, and just a normal guy, and he's a, he promised me that we'd go get a team uh, good enough to – to make sense out of his rationale wanting to do a, a woman's basketball story. I'm yes. the first coach to call, so we'll see. We'll see if we go. I can hold him to his word, you know. We were having a beer, so I don't know if he was, like,
0: really serious. <laughs> not. I was going to say, if I could make a pitch to this person, we got a pretty good story here with uh, Felicia Leggett-Jack taking over Syracuse yeah. women's basketball, if I don't say so myself. We've got to finish the job, though. We've to finish the job. That's right. The, we got to write the ending still, right? We're still We're still in the process of that. Coach, uh, I got to I got to break the rule here. I do want to talk about Georgia Tech because that's next. But I got I to break the rule and look a little ahead here because you are going to go to Cameron Indoor, and that's okay. a unique experience in in college basketball. I'm just wondering what your history is there, how often you've played there, been there, and and you know what it means to take a team to. Speaking of of places we were talking about, Hoosiers that that are special in the game like that.
1: Well, I went there uh, one time actually when uh, with our, team, our Buffalo team. And uh, we we played uh, those guys and played a pretty good game over there, um, but again, you know, I don't value certain places the way others do. I I, I value an opportunity, and uh, I just think that you know we just got to go and take care of business at Georgia Tech, and God bless us with an opportunity to survive and live through it, and, and be at that Sunday's game at two o'clock, right where well, I think noon. Uh, we got we got to play them. We got to play at the you know his, historical place, and I guess when I get older and have grandchildren, it look back and say, "Hey, I played here." But you know, I, I don't I don't put a lot of value in and and you know I I I was a head coach at Indiana. I you had a lot of value over at Assembly Hall. That's true. And I played that's here. You know, at Manly Fieldhouse There's a lot of value there. But you know, so because I've been through a lot of different places, I assume that that's the reason why I don't get too high up. Or too low. And I try to balance our players to not really do that. But one thing that we are going to take pride in is the fact that when we, no matter what the outcome of the Georgia Tech game, we're going to go and visit the place where Martin Luther King um, was um, laid to rest in his church uh, and uh, see his church and uh, and really get uh, an understanding of a person and what the legacy one man has made. Uh, they said, I just, I just have a dream, and I'm going to continue to dream and believe it's going to come to fruition. And he died for his legacy, and he lives on to this day. So those are things I we, we value here at Norman's Basketball and, and, and myself. And uh, no matter what, we're going to take our, our team over to see that.
0: Coach, that's incredible to hear, especially this week, of course. And you know, I've seen yes. that from this team. When you go on the road— uh, when he went to Boston recently, I saw some players having some fun, and and, and I'll do my bad uh, Boston accent here. I over there, Quincy Maka getting some chowder there, right? And like you got to experience this, right? You don't just sit in a hotel room. Like get out there, see the world, and experience things. And Atlanta, and, and what we're talking about with Duke, and you know when you go on the road, it's it's all part of the education, and it all helps the chemistry of the team, right?
1: It has to be. It has to be something that they look back and say, you know what? We won games, we won championships, but you know, I, when I went to Miami, went to South Beach, when I went to, you know, Atlanta, I, I, I visited the gravesite of uh, Martin Luther King and those, those things matter to me. I think as a coach who, you know, we are educators too, right? And we have to give the experience. And I, I think that's important, as important as playing a game and, and winning the championship. And so, um, most of my players that reach back and say, hello to me they remember the experiences we had more so than the actual game so i try to bring that to the table i don't know if i'm right or not i just believe in it
0: now I'll close with this thought coach uh, you mentioned georgia tech and that trip to atlanta coming up here they've, they've hit a bit of a skid here they're 0-7 in acc play but sometimes those can be the most dangerous teams to play right when you got a team that's hungry and desperate and there's been some close losses in there they're not getting blown out every game
1: well that's us <laughs> We, 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 we're, we're desperate and we're hungry and we're fighting and, and we're clawing. We're trying to find our way in this conference and uh, you know Georgia Tech scares us just like Duke scares us, like North Carolina scares us. And you know we, we're, we're going there understanding that we are the underdog. We're the one that had to build a team in ten months and it was only four players left in, on, on a roster. So we don't. See anything other than the fact that we're just trying to tell our story, and yeah, they're dangerous because they've never been blown out. They've never, except for the Miami game, they, they got them pretty good. But they—they they are feisty. Fortner uh, is a Olympian coach. He's going to be a Hall of Fame coach, and you know she she knows how to defend, and her defense is like a litany of different uh, looks, man zone matchup. I mean, it's a she's she's an, she's always been known for that. So. We, we have our hands full, and every day we, we go to this torture, this amazing conference that keeps me up at night, you <laughs> know. We, but we, we're, we're going to tell our story. We're going to tell our story
0: every possession. That keeps you up most at night, but last night it was your husband yelling watching the Cowboys. so, it's listen, so it, ridiculous. It was, <laughs> it was something different. You know, the thing. game's over, and he's still
1: like, oh, my God, you know, <laughs> offside kick, and I'm like, I go to bed.
0: I put my headphones on. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Coach, thank no, you was so much. I watching with him. <laughs> Best of luck, <life, laughs> next couple games, Coach. And uh, I would say go Cowboys, but I'm a Bills fan, so uh, we'll say go oh, Bills. I'm a Bills fan, too. So there you go. I appreciate you. You and me I appreciate Good stuff. Thank you. Thank you, Coach. We appreciate it. That's Coach Felicia. Look at Jack. Oh, boy. Syracuse women's basketball. Those Cowboy fans. Right, Kev Liverpool. Shout out to our friend in the Q Sports Talk chat. A lot of Cowboys fans listen. Hey, they want a playoff game, right? Give them, give them a trophy for that. It's been a while since they've actually done something of that nature, right? We'll break. We'll come back. Thanks to Coach Jack and thanks to Bill Rapp Superstore and Wegmans for presenting. Coach Felicia, look Jack who joins us every Tuesday here on the block. We're back after this.